This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit! Browns are going to win! Mayfield, end zone, Landry, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. And we are live after the Browns beat the Tennessee Titans 41 to 36 or 41 to 35. I know I haven't been drinking, but I I think we're all, well, except one of us is a bit big surprise, but what impressed you about this game? Today, and starting with, with with Nate, what what what's what's impressed you most? Well, what impressed me most was just the hot start that they got off to and how they got off to it. I think they figured that they weren't going to win a grounded pound slugfest against the Titans. The Browns have Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt; they're awesome. That's not the reason they weren't going to win a ground and pound slugfest. It's that the defense wasn't going to be able to contain Derrick Henry for an entire game to the extent that it needed to unless the Browns opened things up a little bit and jumped out to a lead. The best way to contain Derrick Henry was to get out to that 17-0 lead. So that hot start and what it did to neutralize Henry is what I was most impressed with. Marla, Steve, thoughts? I think I'm most impressed with the fact that they were able to throw the ball and get off to that quick start when you only had three real receivers. I mean, not counting the tight ends, but, you know, you're down on you in the receiving core, and I don't even know if I put Peoples-Jones in there as an experienced receiver. So, I mean, it was, to me, a gutsy move to come out winging it with Baker when – your receiving core is a little bit thin, but I still think I'm, I don't know if I've recovered from the shock of just the, the entire first half. Um, it was so almost surreal to me. What about you, Steve? I think that uh, even if you hadn't watched the game and uh, a friend had uh, texted you the score, I think the thing you would be most impressed about uh, today is uh, Kevin Stefanski. How on earth he took a team that was so dysfunctional last year in the year of COVID and so many other distractions and uh, plenty of injuries and got uh, a Browns team uh, to, to nine and three. But if you watch the game, uh, uh, for me, the most impressive thing, uh, and maybe it stands out clearly uh, above uh, other things, even Mayfield's play, would be Stefanski's uh, first half play calling and, and, and keeping with the, your opening thought there, uh, Nate, they weren't uh, going to be able to win the game uh, um, comfortably, certainly, by uh, just relying on on the ground attack because that was going to be negated all along uh, by Henry. And and what really impressed me was that uh, Stefanski was willing to concede that and to devise an air game plan. And uh, it's been a long time already, but I, th- I think the first uh, play of the game was a completion to uh, Landry. It was a completion. I'm forgetting uh, who it was to, but uh, 
he came out and threw on, on the first play rather than the obligatory uh, two or three yard uh, gain up the middle to uh, feel things out. I love the fact that the opening series uh, featured the pass and it was, it featured uh, really, it featured the pass all the way up to the touchdown pass that wasn't and easily should have been if uh, people's Jones hadn't caught the ball. So Stefanski's play calling for me in the first half. Did we see the return of, and I don't know how much you guys watched Oklahoma. We, we might even say first season Baker Mayfield, but did, did we see that return today in, in, in some form or fashion? I think definitely a return of Baker Mayfield. I don't know about a return, but I, I think he keeps extending himself. Um, we go back to the, the, the three consecutive weather games, two with the really high winds and another one with rain. And to me, I wasn't uh, analyzing uh, Mayfield's passing statistics almost at all in those games, but instead was uh, trying to watch the way he was uh, throwing the ball and, and uh, doing uh, what he could with the circumstances available. I thought he played okay in those games, and I thought he played great in the first half today. In the first half, uh, today's game was all about the first half, so obviously it was just, for me anyway, it was an, was an extension of uh, playing uh, okay, uh, winning-type ball in, in the three weather games. And and uh, today, in a really important game, the weather wasn't a factor. Uh, he uh, showed up big time. Yeah, I certainly think this is um... – the most confident Baker has been uh, in Cleveland because even as, as well as he played as a rookie, I mean, this is a, this is a signature win. Uh, I think that throwing four touchdown passes against the Bengals and leading that um, game winning drive was awesome for him, but it wasn't quite what the first half was today against a playoff caliber caliber opponent in December with the Browns in this tight playoff race and so much attention on this game uh, as a true clash of, uh, you know, uh, teams that hope to be legitimate contenders. And, and he put the, the, the team on his back and, and, and really kind of took a step. You know, he, he had talked on Wednesday about, hey, this is what we've been waiting for. Let's seize the moment. It seemed like he really was talking himself up to really rise to the occasion. And then he actually did. So I think he's, more confident than he's been uh, since he's been a, a member of the Browns. I thought that was definitely the swagger baker because it's almost like, even though he said afterward that he doesn't listen to all the negativity, I thought that was the baker who took all that to heart and said, I'm going to come out and show you guys and girls too, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just thought that was the guy that put the stake in the middle of Ohio stadium right there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, George. Think about what we've been talking about um, in the previous two games. Yeah, they were wins, but there was a, there were those missed throws that were hanging over Baker's head, um, and, and one of them was in a rainy game. But last week in Jacksonville, you know, he didn't have any excuses, and you know, he talked a lot about it. He even sent a tweet after the game saying, "I know he can, I can be better." Well, today he was better, so I think it was a, a really big deal for him to deliver. The, in the way that he did today. And I got to give Steve credit. You know, I, the, other, the rest of us picked um, the, the Titans today and Steve picked uh, the Browns to win. And, you know, I, I thought that my comment with my prediction was that the Browns would have to play their best game yet. I just didn't know if they were ready for that. 
you know, certainly you knew you knew they were capable of beating the Titans. I mean, the Browns rolled the Ravens last year in Baltimore. That kind of like stood out and came out of nowhere when you look back at that six and ten. The Ravens didn't lose for the rest of the regular season. So you know, if a team as talented as the Browns can put it all together, they can do these things. I didn't see it coming today, though, and Baker is a huge part of it. How much does he owe the defense for, for basically bottling up Derrick Henry? I mean, they've been talking complimentary football all year. This has been a prime example of complimentary football for this season to me. Offense, defense. Hey, George, in terms of that complimentary football, well, well, Nate was speaking uh, and uh, and making me think of some of the other key points in the game. One thing we haven't talked about yet is the defense, of course, but uh, when the uh, fourth and one stop of uh, Derrick Henry was made, uh, just seemed momentous uh, when it happened. And uh, and the, the more that kind of sunk in as the game uh, flowed on, the complimentary football was the defense just got you the ball back. Now offense do something with it. I, I think they scored a touchdown off, off the get back, but uh, – um, my thought that I kind of crystallized on uh, at that point after the uh, four and one, fourth and one stop was uh, that will go down as one of the uh, biggest plays, biggest hidden plays, if you will, in the expansion era. And that tackle was made by Sheldon Richardson, not not the guy you would probably expect to make it. Who would you expect to make it? I well, Miles. Uh, but, I mean, I think this game by the defense was bigger because when you think of what they don't have in the secondary. I mean, Browns fans probably don't even know who MJ Stewart is. I mean, you got, you know, like, you, you know, you, you're missing three of the four guys that you thought were going to start in the defensive backfield at the beginning and during training camp. So uh, that's why I think the defense has delivered an incredible performance today. And Sheldon Richardson also had a forced fumble. So he, he had to stop on the turnover on downs, and then he created another turnover on Derrick Henry. Sheldon Richardson's a really good player, um, and I think he kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because we do pay so much attention to Miles Garrett and then Denzel Ford. And even Ronnie Harrison, when he came in and was a bright spot at safety all of a sudden, I think people kind of said, well, he's the third best defender. I, I don't know. Sheldon Richardson's really good. I think Harrison's in the top five. Uh, for the Browns defense, but Harrison's good and Vernon has shown he's still got something. Um, it'd be great if he and Miles went off in the same game. That has yet to happen. So maybe they're saving it for the right time. What I love about Richardson is uh, he's uh, he's got a toughness you can probably feel when you talk to him in an in, in interview. And uh, he's got that uh, – I don't want to give uh, Pittsburgh too much love, but the Steelers always seem to come up with that, uh, that tough guy defender uh, – He's not afraid of uh, anybody and just, uh, you know, kicks butt uh, uh, both uh, in, in what's coming out of his eyes and his face and and uh, what's uh, what's in his game. Richardson is that. And there are some hidden guys, too. I'll throw a, a quick bone to uh, John Dorsey for bringing some toughness to the team uh, in the form of a guy who isn't uh, playing a ton right now but uh, made a super big play recently and uh, made one monster special team hit today that kind of reflects who he is when he gets in on defense, and that's uh, Taki Taki. I think uh, you uh, you can't have enough tough guys on defense, and uh, those are uh, at least two that they do have. All right, Nate mentioned this earlier. I got we, we, we inquiring minds want to know. You're the only one that picked the Browns to win, Steve. Why did you pick the Browns to win this game? 
George, because with my Canton South High School uh, education, supplemented uh, in, in a minor way by uh, Miami University, I am able to tell the difference between uh, eight and one. And Ryan Tannehill was a number eight overall pick who's uh, kind of playing like you would hope uh, a good performer out of the number eight spot would perform. So he's pretty good. He's not great. And Baker Mayfield was a number one. And uh, I don't know why. This, it's, it's not really logical. But uh, it's, it's kind of uh, something you pick up from his body language, his demeanor. You know, his, his smart-ass ways, if you will, uh, yeah, when he's doing uh, commercials and, uh, and uh, quoting rap, rap lines after a game. But there's something that comes out of him that, that really exudes, exudes a confidence. And all of that makes me think or made me think that at some point he's going to start playing like a number one overall pick if he can. Today, he showed that he can, and he certainly did. Uh, that that makes me think of a question I, I asked Nate before we, we started this and after this we'll we'll depart. But has Stefanski and this offensive staff basically rebuilt him confidence wise after what happened last season? I think no interceptions in the past five games is kind of the way I would answer yes. I mean, he had 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. Last year was a huge part of his step back um, from his rookie season. They've got him playing uh, efficient. They got him taking care of the ball. They've got him leaning on the running game uh, in many ways and using the play-action pass, and that is his advantage. I think we're finally seeing him you know, kind of in recent weeks, uh, you know, the weather trilogy kind of threw us off track for a while, but I think we're seeing them settle in with this coaching staff and, and with this system. And uh, yeah, that's why I say yes. I would say yes, but I think giving him one of the best offensive lines in football has a lot to do with it. Um, I still think that some of his confidence issues last year, and his, you know, throwing the ball around the yard was because he didn't trust his protection. So, but I do think, I mean, I can think back to Colt McCoy being the Browns quarterback and how they didn't run the right system for the guy's talents. I mean, he was great in the two-minute drill, and they never, you know, they never ran the hurry-up offense with him. So I, I do get, I'm giving Stefanski credit for all these rollouts and bootlegs and everything that's doing what Baker does best. Super point about the line, Marla. Mayfield was playing a different sport last year than he's playing uh, this year because of that protection. All right, guys. Next week, it's the wee hours of Monday night. Here, here Are we taking bets on getting flex games? The, pe- the, the, the next, what is it, four? Next five? They have four left. Yeah. Are we, we going to get flexed? We're already got a Monday night or so. You're flexed into that. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's call it a, an evening. I'm George Thomas with Nate Ulrich. Miller right now are in Steve Dorship. We'll see you soon. Thanks for Enjoy checking the in. <laughs>